0: Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime podcast. We are on episode 346 and it is Tuesday, November 21st, 2023. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. We are here uh, once again. This is the thanksgiving week edition of the codex prime podcast so you know as carl is sharing the episode i just want to say that we're thankful for all of you listeners and viewers uh thank you all for checking out our show each and every week uh whether it's on facebook live or on uh, spotify apple podcasts uh, google podcasts whatever your uh, podcasting platform of choice is we thank you for you know checking out our show and just uh nerding it up with us you know uh as as we are want to do and even those and also for those of you who are in our comments as well uh thank you uh for your continued support uh yeah man turkey day is here uh any any uh cool plans uh carl
1: house hopping
0: house hopping okay yeah going from um, house to house eating all their food yeah like a freeloader yeah that's good. That's good.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're going to contribute to ours, but, you know, oh. the, the first one, and then, yeah. But then, you know, it's going to be Jazzy's first Thanksgiving. Everybody's going to want to see her and stuff, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so is uh, is little Jazzy going to be house-hopping with you? Or? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, so I can go to the next house and, like, we don't want you here. Where's your daughter? <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, I don't matter no more.
0: Wow. Carl doesn't matter.
1: I don't. <laughs> Do you hear that? My sis, listen. My sister's looked at me like, "Um, wait." I'm like, "She's over there." Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man, all all Carl birds matter. That, that, no, no, they
1: don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do not. Cause don't you? You have a child. That's it. Well. Also, they, they, you, people will run to you, take your child, mm-hmm. and leave you, and you're just sitting there like, "Well, I'm doing all right. How's everybody else doing?"
0: <laughs> oh boy, that's funny.
1: It's true. <laughs> it's happened. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, I don't doubt it. But. Yeah, uh, yeah, once again, uh, thank y'all for joining us on the show. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff that we'll talk about. Um, you know, we've had a few guests in the past couple of weeks, so we'll be talking about some stuff that we've been watching, stuff we've been stuff, video games that we've, been, we've been playing. Um, I know I've got a few, um, actually got a handful of movies that I'll talk about, uh, that I've, that I've been watching. Um, Carl's got some comics. As well on on his end, a couple
1: movies and TV shows. Yep.
0: Um. And and speaking of movies, uh, yes, uh, to Pop Stew, uh, we did did. (laughs) we did watch Love Thy Neighbor, the uh, Tubi movie recommendation that uh the good folks at Pop Stew uh recommended to us, even though Tubi has plenty of legitimate. Movies with production value and good acting and good writing, um, but no, they chose to ignore all of that, and they gave us a movie called "Love Thy Neighbor." Vanessa,
1: Vanessa,
0: <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> oh my God, I have so many questions about this movie, I, and I hope and I hope Pop Stew gets to join us on this podcast in the comments because tag them, yes, tag them because I, I I want them to watch our our rundown of this to be experience. Yeah, We're
1: not going to watch it until they are tagged into. This.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, when, when pops do, uh, rolls around for the Facebook live viewers, uh, we will get into that movie proper. Yeah. Love thy neighbor. That's, that's how, th- you know what? Okay.
1: Not a biblical. Ra- Stop.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I've, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to reserve my
1: thoughts for now.
0: But uh yeah, Carl. Uh what's good in the hood,
1: man? Well, just sharing. Like right. I always do. Give me one. All right. All right. I should be good. Hey, my cousin Matt, what's happening? Oh man, uh, let's just kinda of get this out the way. Um I did I managed to go see the Marvels. Okay. Uh, actually, it was a fun time. Mm -hmm. like a more direct more of a sequel to uh miss marvel but it was it was fun for what it was um the mid-credit scene fire no end credit scene but mid-credit scene fire um Mm -hmm. so like it that's all i can say because i really don't want to get into spoilers Mm -hmm. and stuff because i hate spoiling and like somebody who needs me to spoil everything who that Oh, it's Alyssa. Okay. She's awful to watch movies with. <laughs> awful. Oh my God. I'm like, they're gonna answer your question in two minutes. Just watch. Oh yeah. I I have to get out of the room at it, that you, point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um Yeah, it's very entertaining, has its flawed flaws, but you know what? Go see it for what it is and you know big shout outs to Chris from Ron Cocos we was watching we was watching you know you know we was talking about it at the point just enjoy the just enjoy the ride let everybody cook let them cook and you'll see what the payoff is just like with um Loki season two I I thought it was I thought it was a cool ending I would say season one was better but mm-hmm. season two I think Loki went out on a better note. the character went off on a better note. he could he appear again absolutely but i think because he was very interest intricate in the infinity saga and they just kind of like killed him off just Mm -hmm. i'm like you know what what they did with him it's like they gave him a nice look like a darth vader redemption arc Mm -hmm. and i was like you know what i'm cool with that okay I, I'm I'm definitely cool with that. So, um, yeah, make sure you check that out. I'm looking forward to what they actually just announced a few days ago—a uh, new season of What If, mm. and it's gonna be—I think it's like nine episodes, and it's gonna lead like they're gonna release a, a different episode every day until Christmas. Okay. So. Good strategy. Yeah, I always like yeah, and I always like the concept of what ifs because it's just what ifs can could be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and it kind of makes you think. Um, I started watching Invincible. Okay. So uh, having a child is kind of rough because you know you, you kind of it's one of those things that you want to pay attention to, mm-hmm. but yeah, the voice ca- casting is amazing. You know, especially my man Sterling K Brown mm. was in it. Oh, nice. Okay. So I was like Randall Pearson. <laughs> I missed that. Miss that show. I missed This Is Us. Mm. Yeah. Still, I, I gotta next time I see Kathy, I gotta ask if she um, watched it. Hopefully, you get around to checking it out. I really, I highly think that you would enjoy that one. Okay. Um, so on the comic tips, everything's just kind of yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me go. So I'm gonna start off with the new White Widow.
0: Okay. White Widow.
1: Which is uh written by uh Sarah Cauley and the art is by Alessandro Moroccolo. So y it follows Yelena Belova and she has a chance she has a chance to actually be a hero. But will she actually choose that path? Okay. Only one way to find out, and that's just to simply uh simply read it. Mm-hmm. So the next one I ended up picking up and started reading was Abbott 1979 which is by uh which is a uh, uh published by Boom Studios and uh, is written by Saladin Saladin Ahmed who um did a lot of the uh, Miles Morales uh comics. Mm-hmm. So it takes place in Detroit in 1979 and Detroit is burdened with just with a political and supernatural in a supernatural darkness. Mm-hmm. So Detroit is just all fucked up. Okay. But it's up to a down-and-out uh, tabloid reporter named uh, Elena Abbott to actually save the city. So there's a lot of super el- supernatural elements involved, a lot of political elements involved, especially for the time of 1979. Mm-hmm. You know, the crack epidemic is starting to come through and stuff. Or mm-hmm. Making that transition from heroin to crack. I yep. was watching American Gangster recently. I love that movie. It's a
0: great movie. It
1: really is. Yeah. And the soundtrack. But yeah. I'm getting off topic. So <laughs> that's a, i think it's gonna be a mini series. So that's one I'm gonna um I'm gonna look into. I'm gonna follow. So and then next up is your boy's back into com- doing another comic again. Okay. Mr. John Ridley. Okay. All, All right. right. And this is actually this one's called The Ministry of Compliance. Um is written by John Ridley. And uh the art is by you wanna hold that? By uh, Stefano Raphael, so Earth is in a Earth was secretly invaded by alien alien force known as the Devolution. So for thirty seven years, yeah. So it happened thirty seven years prior to the prior to the events of the comic, Mm -hmm. and then what? And they've been kind of like shaping the direction of human life, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and then it's been divided. And the Devolution is is um, divided into three different ministries where our main I mean, character whose name is um, Abigail Abigail Senna. Mm -hmm. She's the leader of the Ministry of Compliance, which is like the most feared of all the ministries. So Mm -hmm. now, like, things are starting to go, like, take a different turn for the worse. And it's up to Abigail to. to make things right. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will say as I was reading it, and you know John Ridley's is famous for uh writing 12 years or so. did he direct it as well?
0: Uh he wrote it. He won oh. an Oscar for it. Really? Yep. For Adapted screenplay.
1: And automatically I I'm as I'm reading it, I'm sitting to myself, like, this could be an interesting TV shit T V series. Mm. Okay. And the actress to play Abigail, Senequa Martin Green. Mm.
0: Be a good choice. Kind of looks like her on the cover.
1: That was the first thing, but then as I was getting to know the character, like she was very stoic, very serious about her job. I'm like, I can kind of see her taking that character and bringing it to life. Mm, okay. Like, and she's and she's a great actress, so yeah. Uh, there's no doubt that she can do it. So the next next up, I have Blood Commandment. Which is written, written and the art is by Simon Kudansky, who's uh, been doing a very, very good comic that's kind of taking a hiatus right now called um, Something something Epic. But then there's also a parody cover that he tends to do. Look familiar? Oh, yeah. The Last of Us. <laughs> Once I saw that, I was just like, all right, I got to read this because that character, just because of that cover was dope. I was like, I gotta I got to check this out. Okay. So, the story follows Ezra Connolly, who's a single father and a widower raising his son, Will. And they live in, like, the mountains and it's, like, locked down with, um, you know, locked down with trees and stuff. But it has a supernatural presence. But because of Ezra's dark past and his dark secret, he's the only one that can save them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So, it diff- It's a pretty, you know, dark turn. But I was like, you know what? This is interesting. I'll check this one out. And then next up, we have The Unnatural Order, uh, written by Christopher Yost. Now, Christopher Yost, he's had his handful and a couple of uh, MCU films, like Thor The Dark World. Um, I think it was another one, too. Oh. Thor Ragnarok and uh, The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So, um, he's gotten back into the comic scene right now. And what can I say? I... I had to screenshot. I had to screenshot it because I couldn't really like rewrite it. But the plot is okay. After the fall of the Britons and Roman and the Roman version of Hibernia, the captive known as only as the Druid is released, sending the darkness across the world. An age of horrors of fire and entrails. As the innocent burn in the wicker fields, those who would resist learn of the existence of a man who even the druid fears for it's it th- for it is this prisoner a soldier from a different time who alone knows the druid's secret this is not the world it's supposed to be mm-hmm. so and i really i don't know just something about the about the art by uh val rodriguez was pretty it was pretty like Eye-catching, and uh, Chris gave me a recommendation, so I was like, you know what, I'll take it, I'll take a shot at it and see what it's like. So, I think this is also going to be a show, uh, limited series, okay? So, I wouldn't mind uh, collecting that. Nice. Next up, we have Al Capone Vampire. <laughs> All right, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's another one where I was like, you know what. Why not? Uh, so it's pu- uh, published by American Mythology Productions, uh, small independent company. It is written by uh, JZ Jc Vaughn, and the art is by Brendan and Brian Frame. So Al Capone is Al Capone's back. The original Scarface is back, but he's a vampire, and he's taking over Chicago little by little. Not so right. he is taking out rival gangs, and he is recruiting so many uh, other. He's recruiting others. Including a race of vampires that just happen to be living in Chicago. Okay.
0: Yeah, so like him being a vampire, does he uh so when he bites his victims, uh does he give him syphilis too?
1: Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's dead, so I mean.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he's been parodied like
1: for decades. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then and big shout outs to Friend of the show, Patrick Hickey Jr. Legacy Comics is a publication that I always support. So, uh, damn it, I grabbed the wrong cover. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up The Job too, but then he, uh, which is the cover by friend, uh, past guest Steve Conjay. Mm-hmm. So, I end up picking, he end up sending me The Cannibal and The Causeway. Okay. A little short. It's like a number zero comic, but um, yeah. So there's some drug shit going on where people are, you know, some cannibal stuff going on. Yeah,
0: I, I, can, I can see that. Yeah. Um, I hope it's not like that that movie, Cannibal Holocaust.
1: No. No, no, definitely not. Hmm. Who are the real cannibals? Fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good spot. You know what? Video game awards are coming up. We got to do We got to get another bet. Yeah, the the nominees were announced. So we gotta we gotta get our picks in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we'll, we gotta put in a, we gotta put another bet. And those make the, those bet they make award season so much fun. They do, they do. Right. And uh, my eBay finds, I'm actually I, as much as I went through, I am actually going through it pretty fast, and I'm very shocked at myself. <laughs> so my ebay finds obviously you know watching loki i'm like oh where's this uh can i afford this uh person's like first appearance and i did mm-hmm. so here's fantastic for 353 okay. and it's actually the first appearance of mobius and mobius played by uh owen wilson wow and um <laughs> i was like oh that's pretty cool and it's cheap cool and i had to pick this one up for uh, as soon as I can, because with the Marvels, you know, this character made its debut and I'm not going to say when and where, but mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Depending on how much stock they're going to add into this character, let me try to cop it. So I did the first appearance of Carol Danvers as binary who made their, uh, MCU debut in the Marvels. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, and I've been playing. Uh, I've been working on my stormtrooper aim in Call of Duty: The New Modern Warfare Three.
0: Oh yeah, what are your thoughts on uh, the campaign mode? I
1: haven't even touched the campaign mode. Hmm. I literally just get on and just play multiplayer with with friends. Okay.
0: Yeah, I've heard them, but the campaign mode has gotten negative reviews.
1: I heard as well, so I'm just not even gonna touch it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So Call of Duty Three it's a is it uh is it fun is it like the, all the if you're playing races? with
1: friends if you're playing with friends and stuff yeah yeah
0: do you run into the racist kids on uh on the chat
1: i heard some i've heard some kids they were just roasting each other mm-hmm. and they didn't say nothing out of line but it was just like oh you suck no you suck oh what the freaking i was just like mm. <laughs> kids
0: yeah until the end bomb drops. It
1: didn't, surprisingly. Surprisingly oh. I have not heard it oh. at all. Okay. I'm sure it's coming.
0: Oh yeah. Or maybe you just got lucky with a with a friendlier chat.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, one one where it's like I was playing and you know how you can you can um when you play online, you can hear the speaker through through the controller. Yeah. And Alyssa was talking to me and somebody was like, yo, shut the fuck up and I'm like, Yeah. I had to go off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But Yeah. And then I just turned I just plugged in the headphones. And then he kinda of got quiet ever since. And then I called him a keyboard crip. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cause he, he wouldn't have said anything. He wouldn't have said anything like that to, to our face. But mm-hmm. you know how them broadband bloods are, so
0: Yeah. And Twitter thumb gangsters.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they thick. They 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 skin is thick. Yeah. When they can't be in it just goes to show. People get, they're getting away with too much and they just don't get punched in the face for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some kids aren't told no enough. Yeah. And it shows. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's
1: been pretty much it. Um, for AEW's full gear was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was a very, it was a very good event, you know, especially uh, Swerve versus Hangman Page. Damn.
0: Yeah, I heard it was quite bloody.
2: It, it
1: was. It was, yes. Hangman Page drinking Swerve's blood. That's sick as fuck. That was fuck. the thing. Ugh, I know. We did, but we did, get, we, did, we did get to see a white man get hanged. <laughs> uh, Umar Johnson's proud.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the fake doctor, Umar Johnson. <laughs> the, one, the one who's come up with that fake school for, like, decades. That guy.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I heard Swerve actually won the match. No, you did. Good.
1: He did. That was a star making match. Nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's and then AEW has a star caliber signee.
0: Ooh, who's that?
1: Oh, it was Will Ospreay. Oh,
0: yeah, we we all saw that coming Like
1: out we one knew one. it, so it was like, okay. I was gone. I was like, you probably would have got more. Like, he got a pop because that's like their general audience, but I'm mm-hmm. like. I mean, yeah, but he can't. He said, like, "Yeah, I'm signing the company. I'm signing to the company, mm-hmm. but I have I still have commitments I have to fill in New Japan, so you're not gonna see me until about February."
0: <laughs> Great. <laughs> they might as well have just not said anything.
1: Thank you. They said the same thing in um, on UWO. Yep. It was heard. like just sign them, keep it on the low,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then boom. Yeah.
0: Yeah, once he's uh once he can appear on AEW on regu- regularly, then you'd be like, okay, here he is. Or
1: yeah, or they could just sign it and don't say a word, NDAs, confidential. You know, keep it confidential. Mm-hmm. Let everybody know that okay, the contract's up. Where is he gonna go? Where is he gonna go? Where is he gonna go? Then boom. Yeah, still people wouldn't be surprised at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
0: yeah, would have uh would have would have would have made it. Given a little more mystique, a little more
1: pizzazz, just like Ken- just like they did with Kenny, yeah, yeah. Even Kenny was just like, "Yo, where's he gonna go? Where's he gonna go? Where's he gonna go? Where's he gonna go?" He gonna go? It was no surprise,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: But they uh, but they kept people guessing a little bit,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: would have been interesting to see Osprey in WWE, but his style would have been toned down considerably.
1: <laughs> well, that's because remember, yeah. One thing too, like, and I would say for the best too, yeah, because. It's risk. It's risk. It's very risky in AEW. Yeah, it really, it really is. Like I remember, just I remember we went to that. Remember when we went to that NXT house show? Yeah. And uh, Ricochet showed up and got like a really cheap win off of uh Sono. Yep. Oh yeah,
0: I remember that. But
1: it makes sense. Like he's not on TV. hmm Um, it's just a house show, so I'm like, all right, let's see him. Let's give him. Let's give him a win, but don't risk him getting hurt. hmm yeah. And that's the thing. Like, if he does all those, if he does his move arsenal on the regular, mm-hmm. it won't be special anymore. No.
0: No. Like, he'll just get, he'll just get hurt quicker.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: That's true. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see how they, uh, how they handle Ospreay and AEW. I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah. Like, uh, Cause you know, I mean, he, I don't think I, I doubt. This, I doubt that he'll be like another face in the crowd. But because um, like they've been doing really good well with Jay White, from what I've seen. Yeah. So.
1: Well, they stuck him into a story, but now that that story's over, what will well, they do? That was very. It was very anticlimactic. It's like mm-hmm. we knew it was. We knew MJ, MJF was going to win and stuff. But it was like, all right, bro, you've been doing this whole thing with the devil. Mm-hmm. There was nothing of the devil. Like that would have been the perfect time to reveal it. Yeah. And they didn't.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think by the time they reveal it, like maybe they're spinning their wheels until they get like a maybe like a more high profile signing. And they'll be like, oh, this is the devil the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah. And, and then the whole bidding war. Of, is he still doing that bidding war of 2024 shtick?
1: Not as much, but it, there, there's already rumors that he quietly resigned and stuff. I'm like, he ain't going nowhere.
0: Yeah. Like WWE's not gonna let him mouth off like like Tony Khan does. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, good good for him. Good for him. He's a long, currently the longest reigning AEW World Champion from what I've seen. Yeah, it's a, it's, it was a full year. Yeah, nice. So yeah, yeah. Keep the train going. Yeah. Um, I wonder who he'll drop it to. That's a good question.
1: I you know what? They need to put a title on Swerve. After that performance, yeah. he deserved. Like, you got a star now.
0: Yeah, from what I, from what I, hear, what I'm hearing about this Hangman match, I think Swerve should be the next champion down the line.
1: Yeah, yeah. First black champion, book it. Yeah. First black AEW champion.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, like, the first black champion overall in AEW's history was actually Nyla Rose. When you think about it. Actually, no. Actually, no, no, she's indigenous. indigenous. No, no, she's she's also she's also part black.
1: Really, I always thought she was just no, indigenous. I, I forgot the. Uh, I don't even want to say tribe, but
0: uh, that was somewhere based in D.C. I I couldn't tell you what the tribe was <laughs> is, awesome. but it's either no, it's, it's it's either Nyla Rose. Or depending on who won their t- their respective title first, it's either Nyla Rose as the first AEW Black AEW champion overall, or it was Scorpio Sky with Frankie Kazarian as a tag team champion.
1: You know what? I I, I... I
0: think it might have been Scorpio Sky because if because I know they were were they the first uh, AEW tag team champions SCU? Because it was either her or Scorpio or Sky that. Where it became the first black champion, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Look up the look up the dates and when they won their respective belts, and then. Oh yeah,
1: you're right. Now the is half black. Yep. The Oneida heritage.
0: Oneida, Oneida, yeah. Oneida. Yeah. Which is
1: around like upstate New York.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Inside joke. Yeah, Um,
1: yeah. So. Yeah, upstate New York around that area. uh, Yeah. In the uh, Great Lakes. Yep. Um. Yeah, I can. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's but cool. I think that's it for that's it for me. Okay. Yeah,
0: um uh, for me been to been up to a up to a fair amount of stuff as well um on the video game front. I've been playing RoboCop Rogue City. Tell me about this. Uh RoboCop Rogue City, uh it is a fun game. Um it uh storyline it, it takes place between the events of RoboCop 2 and RoboCop 3. Uh, Rogue City for me is the real RoboCop three because the the movie was terrible. It was trash. We don't talk about it. But uh, but yeah, this but yeah, this game is interesting. Um, the storyline is fairly interesting. It's about um, it takes place after the events of RoboCop two, and uh, RoboCop A.K.A. Alex Murphy. Um, he, lately, he's been glitching. Like he's been haunted by uh, memories of his past life before he became RoboCop. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a new villain uh, who calls himself the New Guy in Town. And uh, he has he's he has a personal link to RoboCop's past, and so uh and so so he, he's, he becomes the main antagonist of the story, and yeah the the game the game like shout out to the developers uh of this of this game I think it's Taeon, I believe um they they fully capture the essence and spirit of RoboCop like the first mo- the first two movies is uh, Peter Weller yep Peter Weller he reprises his role as RoboCop in a voice performance um yeah man this game fully captures uh the spirit and essence of the robocop franchise down to like the whole uh social satire Damn. um like it's uh like it takes place in detroit which is like completely run down it's like a complete hellhole, uh and um and, uh, and and throughout the game uh it has, it's a, it has a really fun um first person shooting mechanics basically basically as RoboCop you're kind of relatively slow moving and you're basically a tank so like it's it's fun when you just like hit the L2 to, to for the aiming mode mm-hmm. and you highlight all the enemies in green with this RoboCop scan mode like in the movies and they just like blast their heads off with this Auto 9 it's so good it's cuz it's like you know you, you feel you kind of feel imposing cuz like the bullets kind of like bounce off 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 you for a while and then like you take start taking damage um, there's like some light RPG elements in the game where you where you have 10 different skills and you can level them up uh, okay. with experience points um, yeah man I and you and you can also find um, uh, circuit boards which you can up which you can upgrade your Robocop's main weapon the auto 9 with make it more powerful mm-hmm. uh, it is a dope game especially if you're a Robocop fan especially if you're a fan of the first two films or and especially the first film as well um, what what I what I really like about it is that uh, is that not only does it capture the the essence of the movies, but it does it in such a way that like it really kind of really puts you in that world and kind of really explores Alex Murphy's character a bit more. Like uh, like throughout the film, like throughout the game, like he's just glitching, and you see like more elements of his past that the movies didn't really expo- didn't have a chance to explore in depth. So it's so that was kind of an interesting, uh, interesting um, element to the story. So like I'm, I'm, right now I'm at the last third of the game, so I'll I'll probably beat it beat it in a matter of days. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a fairly lengthy campaign. Um, I'd say like if you if you manage to like do all the side quests and 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 and, whatnot and side missions, it's, it's probably get you around like around the fifteen fifteen hour mark or so. Oh, it's not
1: bad. As a four in February contender.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it, it definitely is um, I will say that the game isn't perfect in that like there are some technical glitches there is a little bit of jank jankiness to it um, the game did crash on me a couple of times in, uh, in some cutscenes but for the most part the game does run smooth uh yeah man I'd say I'd say definitely pick it up if you're if you're a Robocop fan um if you're or if, or if you're not too familiar with the franchise maybe you can wait until it goes on sale and you can you can buy it a bit and you can buy it when it's cheaper
1: now it's 2014 one
0: 2014 the 2014 Robocop it had some good elements but it was largely forgettable like I, I won't say it's a terrible movie but that one was definitely mediocre like there was like the there was one scene in that in the 20, 2014 remake that was like oh shit but the rest of the movie didn't live up to that one scene. Um,
1: and you said you don't acknowledge three.
0: Oh, three was a trash fire. We don't. We don't talk about that movie. <laughs> yeah, Th- three sucked. My God. E- even when I was a kid, I I knew how much that movie sucked, and I had no taste back then. I mean, I put Robocop three on the same level as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. That's how much it sucked. Damn. And that's a crappy double feature, <laughs> right there no no carl i see the (laughs) glimmer in your eye you get that thought out of your mind right now sir (laughs) sir
1: anyway you you have me watch tree of life
0: tree of life is a wonderful cinematic experience it is barely
1: any sound it is it is there's all the sound yeah background the why
0: is the background music louder than the dialogue that's what it's meant to be. Like it's it's all about nature. It's all about grace. It's all about it's it's like a spiritual cinematic experience. It's, it's all about reflective cinema. What do you bring to it? What what does it make you think about your own life? What does it make you think about your own existence and the nature of it? Okay? That is what Tree of Life is. It is one of the greatest films ever made in the 21st century. Terrence Malick is a maestro. That is his masterpiece. That is his magnum opus.
1: You know what else is a masterpiece? What? Andre three thousand. The Andre three thousand <laughs> album. You know what? I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Um, I re- I listened to some of the interview of what he had to say about. He's it. It like he wanted to make a rap album. He just he didn't go in that direction. He hadn't, he didn't have nothing to rap about.
0: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think he said like something about like I'm 50 something. What, what what would 48. I rap about? Oh, but what do you rap about? Arthritis?
1: A colon He's like, I gotta get a colonoscopy. He's like, what am I gonna rap about? Rap about it? Somebody on TikTok actually went ahead and rapped about getting a colonoscopy. Okay.
2: <laughs> to bombs over Baghdad.
1: <laughs> I was like, that's freaking incredible. I was like, that's creative. I'll give it to you. Okay. But um, that album. You know what? I'm gonna say this. You know, kudos to him for actually wanting to try something new. Yeah. he's actually played on played played the flu on other people's tracks mm-hmm. under an anonymous name yeah um but you know what yes, I was one with the universe
2: mm-hmm.
1: great meditation spa yoga music mm-hmm. but you know what that album is going to be sampled for thirty years.
2: do
0: you think so?
1: Oh, absolutely. I Marquis already did it just to show like people djs and producers will be cut will be chopping up that album and looping it, and there's gonna he made something that could be timeless.
0: Mm. so I take it you're a fan of the album.
1: It was cool for what it was. like I knew what it was going into it, yeah, so it's like, all right, I know what this is gonna be. Let me. Let me listen to it. Let me give it a fair listen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listened to the first two tracks. Um, but and I was like, hmm, okay. But I'll, I'll, I'll listen to the rest of it. I mean, it was, it was about what I expected. I, I expected something like a, a, a much weirder. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I spent it a much weirder direction, but... It was about what I expected from Andre 3000. And, you know, I mean, I will say like, uh, um, you know, hip hop is largely a younger person's uh, genre, but, you know, I'm sure there are things people can rap about in their 50s and 60s. Yeah,
1: oh, people do it all the time.
0: You know, I will say I will say like people might sound still still sound uh, quite silly if you're like 60 something rapping like rap, still rapping like a hardcore thug in the streets hustle yeah that. You know, that
1: even that, Jay-Z evolved he yeah. was like you know what's better than all that credit yeah. yeah Jay-Z raps about stuff that I cannot relate to but you know what it's a natural evolution for him it is it yeah. is even Big did it yeah. if you saw if you watched the movie there was he was in the studio and he's just like making it he was making life after death and he's like you know not really that guy anymore. Hmm. Yeah. And next thing you know, he got sky's the limit.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, well,
1: he untimely met his demise. Yeah. Yeah. You just made me think of an interview that uh, Marlon Wayans did. Cause, um, you ever, you haven't noticed that picture with Tupac and Biggie standing next, standing next to each other? Yeah. Marlon Wayans is in the background.
0: Really? He is?
1: Yeah. Hmm. So then, it was so funny when, like, Marlon Waynes was in Vegas mm-hmm. the night that Tupac died. He saw him. Remember, they were they were friends. They were in Above the Rim together. Mm-hmm. Saw him, dapped him up and everything, and then right after that, everything went down, and Tupac died 20 minutes later. Mm. Marlon Wayans was at months later. Marlon Wayans was at the Vibe party. Mm-hmm. He saw Biggie. Mm-hmm. And 10 minutes later, Biggie got shot. Jeez. Mark Marin was sitting right next to him. He just gets up and starts walking away. <laughs> He's like, it only happens to black people. <laughs>
0: Damn. That's an awful coincidence.
1: You think?
0: Damn. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, speaking of speaking of uh, Biggie, that reminds me of Diddy. But we're not gonna talk about him. We know we know he did that shit, and that's all I'm gonna say. That's why he settled so fast.
1: I well, I came across a TikTok. It was a lawyer who was like, "Well, they say like a lot of things. A lot of like cases get settled real quick, mainly because they just don't want to go to the trial." I didn't get a chance to really listen to the whole thing because she elaborated on it more, mm-hmm. and I was and then. I was uh, distracted, mm-hmm. so I saved I saved it, but I never had the chance to like sit down and be able to listen mm-hmm. and see if I can get it. See if I can get get this from a uh, from a legal standpoint. Right. Somebody who's like involved and say, "Well, this is what happened," and then boom. Mm-hmm. But he's already did. He's already gonna have his. He's got his hands full. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the whole Tupac thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: Diddy's got a lot to answer for, in many ways. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. See that that was that for uh, RoboCop: Rogue City. Definitely try it out. It's a good game. Try it out. Um. Yeah. Try it out. Like, have you
1: even seen RoboCop: The Original? Long time ago.
0: Still holds up, man.
1: Ugh. Did it make you want to watch the movie again?
0: It did. And I've seen that movie, like, phew, gosh, dozens of times since I was a kid. Yeah. Man. It was, it was a time, man. Like, when we came up, like, late 80s, early 90s, like, it was common for, it was common to see uh, car- Saturday morning cartoons based on rated R movies, and RoboCop was one of them. And You're right. Yeah. Ram- Rambo had a Saturday morning cartoon. Beetlejuice
1: briefing. was a pedophile trying to get with Lydia, and then they became buddies in the cartoon yeah
0: kinda kinda uh, yeah man I mean uh, I will say Robocop that was one of my favorite movies I remember I was like 5-6 years old when I watched it had no business watching it but you know what my parents bought me the, bought the VHS I watched it and I was like this movie is awesome I man. watched
1: Spawn the animated series my mother rented it for me <laughs> thinking oh okay Carl's been, you know, Carl's been drawing Spawn a lot he's like Oh, hey, Spawn let's watch it yeah I had no business watching it <laughs> Yeah,
0: but hey, it was a time. It was a time to be alive. Yeah, But uh, yeah, um, besides that, uh, as you know, Carl, it is the month of November. Ah, damn. And you know what that means. You know what that means, people. I'm talking about...
1: This is his Christmas, y'all.
0: I'm talking about the Barnes & Noble Criterion Collection sale. 50% off all Criterion Blu-rays and DVDs. I mean, so much cinematic goodness is enough to make your nipples go pew, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, let me let me show you what I got. Um, first up, I got, uh, in 4K, uh, Orson Welles' film, based on Frank, Franz Kafka's uh, story, The Trial. Also starring Anthony Perkins, uh, best known as Norman Bates in the movie Psycho. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen this movie yet, but um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Orson Welles. And uh, you know what? Uh, and you know what? This film came out in 1962. I'm a fan of uh, you know some surrealist uh, film noir, so I will check this out. The Trial. I also bought... A a film that I've had my eye on for a while, uh, my beautiful laundrette, uh, which stars Daniel Day Lewis. Um, this is this is a this is a uh, film directed by Stephen Frears, and it's a love story about a Pakistani man who wants to open up a laundromat, and his best friend, who is a neo-Nazi skinhead, played oh. by Daniel Day Lewis. So, yeah, an unlikely friendship, but that's fun for the whole family. Um, You know,
1: I just learned what Daniel Day-Lewis is doing for a living now. Oh, what's he doing now? He's a cobbler. Oh, yeah, Yeah, he's been doing that for years. He makes shoes. Yeah. He left acting to make shoes.
0: Oh, he's been doing that for, like,
1: a long, long time, like
0: 20 years or so. so.
1: Yeah. I
0: guess, hey, that's his hobby. (laughs) Hobby and job. But, yeah. Yeah, I also got a Martin Scorsese picture, uh, "The Last Temptation of Christ." Willem Dafoe playing the Messiah. Um, yeah, this is this is actually a good movie. Um, it's based on a controversial novel uh, which came out in the fifties, I believe. And Willem Dafoe, he plays uh, Jesus Christ, and he plays a more human version of him. So he's a, he's one who gives who uh, has to fight a whole bunch of temptations. And then there's like the whole part part where... Uh, the crucifixion? Well, he avoids the crucifixion. And he's like, you know what? He gets to you know, get married, have some kids, and then the world goes to hell. And he's like, oh shit, well, you know, it is what it is. And Harvey Keitel uh, plays Judas, who is his best friend, who still speaks in a Brooklyn accent, which I thought was, <laughs> which I thought was amazing. I was
1: like, yes, you
0: go, Harvey Keitel. That's that's why you're the man.
1: You know, I re- I just learned that Willem Dafoe's real name is actually just William. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: William's is just a fancy way. Yeah, like, I came I, yeah
1: I came across this TikTok and it was like, yeah, we've been saying a lot of celebrity names
0: wrong for the longest time. Mm.
1: Denzel is actually Denzel.
0: Yeah, I'm still I'm still say Denzel. Yeah, we all are. Yeah,
1: it just sounds better. Charlize Theron mm-hmm. is actually like Shali Thrun.
0: Yeah, it's Theron.
1: <laughs> oh, she don't get. She doesn't care. Like she's like, I ain't. Y'all ain't hurt my feelings. It's just better to Americanize it. And it worked for her. But in a, she's actually South African, mm-hmm. so it's like she said they how they actually pronounce it is like throom. Mm-hmm. I replayed it just so I can get it right. But okay. um, I think there was a couple of other ones that I saw. But yeah, those are the ones that stuck out. I'm like, it's actually it really is just William. Just thought he kind of. Stand out with Will M.
0: Yeah, it worked for him. He's still, he's he's still doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. I also bought uh, oh a Nicole Kidman uh, horror film from 2001, The Others, uh, directed by Alejandro Amínabar. Uh, very good, very good movie. I'm very happy to see this in 4K. Uh, I had the I had the old Blu-ray, uh, which I will take off my shelf. Now, does it age
1: well with you know like? 2001 CGI to now. Or? Oh yeah,
0: absolutely! Like the special effects, like they're not like it's not it's, it's not CG heavy. It's more atmospheric. Okay. Yeah, but it's a it's an excellent horror film. Um, I also got another uh, another yeah, seven another seventies classic. Uh, Peter Bogdano, Peter Bogdanovich, his uh, feature The Last Picture Show. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Um, let's see, Sybil Shepherd. Um, really, really good, really good film. Um, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, one of the defining feet uh, films of the new Hollywood era of the early '70s. Um, yeah, it was it was one of the films that put Jeff Bridges on the map. It Was one of his early early roles, and it also and this uh, this Criterion set also features the sequel to the Last Picture Show called Texasville, which takes place about like 20, 30 years later. Um, so I'll definitely check that one out too. And uh, last but not least on the Criterion front, I bought. Another David Lynch film. Of course you did. I bought Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me. That's right. Uh, I need all I need all of y'all to come and fire walk with me. I, I, I need happened. I need for all of y'all to feel what I'm going through and see what I see. If you got time to fire walk with me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is the prequel.
1: Why does that sound so familiar?
0: Joe Budden. <laughs> Off his first album. God,
1: I'm ashamed <laughs> of myself because I loved that album.
0: Yeah, uh, walk with... Come and take a
1: walk walk with me.
0: Yep, there it is. So yeah, this is the prequel to the Twin Peaks television series. That um, you recently bought? That I recently bought. I haven't watched yet, but I will. Uh, So once I watch the first season, then um, I will watch this right after because this chronologically was released after the first two seasons
1: gotcha.
0: um but yeah david lynch it's always a good time uh with with that filmmaker confusing um,
1: time but if that's what you like then by all means
0: you know it's uh you know it's you know it's 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 it's, it's, just, it's just wonderful art you know um silencio. yeah yeah silencio i just don't I don't know what it means, but it's great. It means silence, really. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it means in the context of Mahalan Drive, which is one of my favorite movies.
1: As but... you know, what? we can we've argued this for years. Yeah. We've argued this for eight years, and there's still
0: yeah. You know what? I have I have something in mind <laughs> if, if with this uh, game awards bet. Oh, but
1: I, uh... I swear I will go through the <laughs> mud. <laughs> I will go through the mind and choose one. Oh
0: man. But uh oh and uh, last but not least on the uh movies I bought front, not Criterion, but it just came out uh on Steelbook. Oh shit. Uh Oppenheimer. Oh, I need Which is the Best Buy exclusive Steelbook, which will probably be uh one of the last Steelbooks that Best Buy makes since they're leaving the physical media business uh next year. So Hell of a way to go out with a bang, if that's the case. But uh yeah.
1: I'll do I? <laughs>
0: I mean, yo, this this is this is a great movie. This is this is in my top five movies of 2023 so far.
1: I wouldn't even doubt it, and I haven't even seen it. I've been w i have been I wanted to- I love that cover. Holy shit. Yeah. I kind of want to draw it. Yeah. Yeah. The the
0: cover of uh J, 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 Robert, J Robert Oppenheimer Engulfed in a nuclear flame.
1: Yeah, shit. that's that's a cool cover yeah
0: absolutely so yeah one of the best films of 2023 in 4k Ooh, yes looks so good
1: hey auntie
0: hey what's up uh i'll be sure my baby. auntie Al- <laughs> but uh yeah those my are my father's mo- sister oh nice wonderful yeah. so yeah those are the movies i bought uh yeah uh so much so much cinematic goodness um not enough
1: hour, not enough time in a day
0: Hey, well, you know, um, uh, this, yeah, this year, uh, well, th- I know for this year, for the movies I've watched this year, like I'm trying to get to the 200 mark, um, 200 movies watched this in year. in one year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get there. Like I'm, I'm, yeah, I still have a ways to go, but uh, I'll, I'll, I, th- I think I'm, I'm confident that I'll get close, as close to that goal as I can. What's
1: the, what's the record?
0: Uh, 179.
1: And where you at right now? Let me see. I am at 169. You probably have to watch like at least f- three movies a day?
0: Bet. Well, I mean when on the days off for sure. Yeah, yeah. but uh but yeah, during the work week it's pretty it's
1: pretty tough. Yeah. You got to uh, get at least one or two in. Yeah.
0: But yeah, uh Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of movies, um, I do have a a couple of uh, reviews um, that I wanted to get into Uh, one. Let's see. I see that one I can hold off on. But uh, yeah, uh, one movie that I absolutely recommend It is playing in theaters now. So uh, if for Rhode Island listeners, definitely check it out. Um, This movie, it's it's called Anatomy of a Fall and it's a movie in English and French. It's directed by Justine Triette. And uh, this movie won the Palme d'or, Palme d'Or or the Golden Palm at the Cannes Film Festival uh, this year. Uh, Justine Triette, uh, she became the third woman in, in Cannes, film fil- film, Cannes Film Festival history to win uh, the Golden Palm Award. The first woman being Jane Campion in 1993 for The Piano. Um, second woman being Julia de Curnow for to 2021 movie Titan. You remember Titan? Vehicular pregnancy: a woman gets knocked up by a Cadillac. Uh, but and, and Justin Triette uh, became the third woman to win for Anatomy of the Fall, and so this movie is absolutely excellent. It's it's in my top five movies of 2023. Uh, this movie it's about uh, it's about uh, it's like a part courtroom drama, part relationship drama, and it's about this woman named Sandra, who played by uh, uh, Sandra Voiter. Uh, uh, Sandra Hewler, rather, and Sandra, uh, she's a writer who's trying to prove her innocence in her hus- in her husband's death. So, uh, so the movie, so in the movie, um, her her son, who's also blind, stumbles across the dead body of her of his father, her husband, who appears to have fallen out of their window, and his his head is split open, like he bleeds to death. Um, but the question is, did he fall out, or was he pushed out? And so throughout the film, throughout the film, um, uh, she's on trial, and uh, she, and and it's not only, not only are people asking whether or not she did it, but uh, her whole relationship with her husband is also put on trial, like, how much did he, how much did he love, how much did they love each other, how much did they really know each other, um, there's a prosecutor in the film, uh, played by Antoine Reinhardt, who was a complete dickhead, but he was so good, like, like The energy that, he, that this actor brought in the prosecutor role, he brings the same energy of, of a person that you hate or a person that you can't stand, but you hate yourself for agreeing with them because they said something totally valid and logical. And it's like, fuck, I hate this person, but, I, but, but his logic is airtight. He brings that kind of energy. And, and like he brings a lot of verve and, 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 and life and like spiciness to these courtroom scenes. And, and uh, Sandra Hewler, to her credit, man, like she gives one of the best performances of the year. And I think that I think that it would be it would be com- a complete injustice if, if Sandra Hewler was not nominated for an Academy Award. And
1: what's the name of this movie? Uh,
0: Anatomy of a Fall. Um, in the beginning of the film, uh, uh because Sandra, uh, she, pl- she plays a writer In the beginning of the film, her husband is so petty that when she tries to conduct an interview with another uh, writer, her husband, who's, who's off screen, we don't see him. He blasts the instrumental version of 50 cents PIMP. And you just hear the beat go on playing on a repeat louder and louder. So he can get this woman out of his, out of his house. And then you learn kind of like his petty reasons for doing that. Um,
1: you know, I love some good pettiness.
0: Yeah, because like I guess like this like part of it is like um it kind of explores like like he wanted to be a writer, but then his wife's a writer, but then he became jealous, but that he wasn't as good as a writer of a writer. Right. So when this woman comes by this other uh, when this reporter comes to interview his wife, he's like, Nah, he just blasts P I M P, you know, <laughs> and to get her out of the house so they can't do the interview. Um yeah the, the movie is absolutely excellent it is extremely well written um well acted uh the whole film is is this real interrogation of a relationship of a life of like it kind of explores like those very uncomfortable elements of any relationship like when you ask yourself like how well do you really know your partner um or when the chips are down um what does your when it's when the chips are down like does your partner really have your best interest and heart. Do they really want what's best for you? Um, and what do you do with that information when you realize that jealousy is really controlling um, uh, how they feel about you? Yeah, man, I, I I can go on on and on about this film, but like, I will definitely love to dig into this film more like in, a, in an audio essay at some point, but yeah, anatomy, of, anatomy of a fall. It's an excellent film. It's in my top five movies of 2023 so far. It's playing in theaters now. So for our Rhode Island listeners, you can still see it in Warwick and, and, and in the Providence Place Mall. Definitely check it out. It's two and a half hours, but it goes by like that. Um, absolutely excellent film. Um, yep, so I recommend that. Uh, on Netflix, uh, there's a new film by David Fincher called The Killer.
1: I've heard really good things about that.
0: Uh, the Killer. It's it's a great film. It's a solid film by David Fincher. Um, this one, this the, this film is, on, by default, uh, well, it's it's the second best comic book movie of the year. First one being Across the Spider Verse. Uh, the Killer is based on a French comic book uh, miniseries, and Michael Fassbender plays this hitman, who uh, who has a very high opinion of himself. Like he like he's he he engages in like a self monologue, talking about like you know how meticulous he is in preparing for his kills you know he's all about like you know um, adapt don't improvise uh you know the reason why I'm so good at my job is because I don't give a fuck I'm not like these normal people come to find out that he botches he botches a hit he botches uh that he kills the wrong person and then uh one and the love of his then like his girlfriend ends up paying the price and then he decides to take revenge on his employers and the people who hired him one by one and so yeah the film is absolutely it's absolutely an incredible watch. It's it's a lean two hours. Uh, Michael Fassbender. He this is like his return to form after a, a ab- absence for a few years. I think the last mainstream movie he made was a uh, Dark Phoenix. The yeah, like, I understand. Yeah. So um, so yeah, man. Uh, I I really enjoyed The Killer. Uh, it, it's kind of like a a, st- a character study of how of how um this one hit man who has a high opinion of himself. Is the complete opposite of what he what he pretends to be. Um, it has a lot to say about capitalism, about like how commodified everything is. Like um, you'd be surprised of like how easy it is to be a hitman just by buying stuff on, off Amazon. Who knew? But um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, it's 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 a, it's a dope film. Uh, it was it's written by Andrew Kevin Walker, who also wrote the film Seven, another David Fincher classic. Um, it's on Netflix. So yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, the Killer, um, definitely one of definitely one of the standouts of twenty twenty three. Second best, actually no, one of two good comic book movies that came out this year, uh, next to the Spider Verse, and a third movie. Last but not least, it's on Hulu. It's uh, uh produced by the studio Neon, and it's a film called Sanctuary.
1: Why are you smiling at me and looking? Sanctuary. You're bringing this up.
0: It's 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 a two person film. It's directed it's directed by Zachary Wygon and it stars Margaret Qualley and Christopher Abbott. And it's a film about BDS. It's about it's about you know a relationship between uh, a, a a rich wealthy guy and his dominatrix in a hotel room. And so the whole film, uh, Christopher Christopher Abbott plays this guy named named Hal, who's the heir to this uh, multinational multi million dollar uh, hotel chain and uh he regularly engages in uh dominatrix services by his uh by his um you know his favorite dominatrix uh, rebecca played by margaret Mar- margaret qualley and so like he enjoys he enjoys uh, the, the the games of like this of rebecca ridiculing him making him feel less than uh he enjoys her making him strip down to his underwear to clean the bathroom she tells him, "Clean behind the toilet. That's where all the dirt is." And she's just sitting there on, on the chair at the door of the at the bathroom. And uh, yeah, it, it 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 gets really weird. So um, it gets weird. You know, th- they have fun. So <laughs> there's one there's one part where things get a little real. Where where uh, Hal tells Rebecca, "Hey, you know, you know, I, I really enjoy our time together. Thank you, you know, for helping me." you know, to discover, you know, the inner strength that I've ever, ever had. These sessions really helped me out. But hey, listen, so since I'm about to be CEO, you know, I'm about to be in a, in a respectable position. So we got to stop doing this. We got to stop this arrangement. So uh, yeah, thank you for your service. And then Rebecca's like, hold up. No, 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 no. See, 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 you ain't gonna get rid of me like that because uh, since you're a CEO, and you're making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars per year. Uh, I want my cut, and I want what's enti- what I'm entitled to. And so the movie—she married. <laughs> well, so the movie becomes this power play that goes back and forth between Hal and Rebecca, and you're not sure if this is all a, a lab, an elaborate part of their game, or if or if their or if their game turns very real, very fast. And throughout the film, you're kind of seeing this, 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 like, this, this dynamic, this power play between Rebecca, who's, who's strong arming this man and this man who's trying to assert himself, um, who's in a very compromised position. And so like the film explores that that sense of like vulnerability versus power uh it, it also gets into that whole you know um, the whole capitalist deal of like you know the have versus the have nots like what does it take to get out from un- out from the bottom and become a top and, and you can take that in, in various ways in the context of, context of this film um, yeah uh there's a. Uh, yeah, there there there's just there's just there's just it, this film is just wild. It's just nuts. It's 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 what I call an erotic comedy thriller. It is about 95 to 100 minutes long and it's an enjoyable experience. 96, I just looked it up. Yep. Um uh you know, watching the film, random thought, you know, Christopher Abbott, he kind of looks like Kit Harington except if Kit Harington could act. Um cuz Jon Snow's a Goober but uh god you, you are so scarred
1: by Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes i am you I, are so scarred <laughs>
0: yes i am and i and, and i will carry those scars forever um but it's to
1: heal my brother heal we need to play that audrey 3000 and just kind of just in through the nose and i'll
0: but yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Sanctuary, you know, sanctuary. I will say, if if this was it, sanctuary, the, the, the premise of the film, it could have gone very wrong if it was like a Tubi movie. Oh God, no! Oh. But but I will say, sanctuary. Like, if if you're a fan of like the interesting the interesting power dynamics that a dominatrix that a dominatrix can have over her client. And like what, and, and, and the depths that a wealthy person will do to squelch those who he deems powerless as much as he can, and, 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 the, and the heights that a, a powerless person has to go in order to achieve some sort of economic advantage. Watch this movie, it's on Hulu, it's called Sanctuary. And, uh, you know, hey, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, if you're ever uh, in, in, in that position, if you're ever in that situation, that scenario, uh, the title of this movie can very well be your safe word. So, so there it is, Carl. The
1: title of this movie could be your safe word. Yeah. You I, thought about this all week. <laughs> well, I watched
0: it two days ago, and I was like, oh, I got to talk about this on the
1: podcast. But you thought about that line right then. <laughs> oh,
0: I, actually, no, I, I was off the cuff, you know. But you know.
1: Speaking of Tubi movies.
0: Oh, yeah, let's. Uh, yep.
1: We got to do it.
0: Let's talk about it. So, uh, yeah, um, uh, per the request of uh, Pop Stew, Aaron Ferguson, Christopher Stewart, we watched the Tubi movie that they recommended called Love Thy Neighbor. We did. Now, I will say, um, how dare you to, because <laughs> we we gave you the gift of the Velocipaster, <laughs> we gave you the gift of Franklin variousness Mermaid, okay, and we, and you repay us with this janky ninety-minute movie, which has no production value. Gotta start somewhere. I, I know movies are hard to make, but still, not everybody has the budget. Okay, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna start with my text review that I texted you, Carl, uh, 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 a couple weeks ago, after I watched this movie, after I sat down and finished this movie. Okay, here are my bullet points. Okay, my review of Love Thy thy Neighbor. This is boring. Last 15 minutes hits the gas on the crazy and stupid, and boy does it. Plot twist, facepalm emoji. Wait, what's going on? Thugnificent gangsters return. Why is any of this happening? literal motherfucker wide-eye emojis two facepalm emojis a post-credits stinger <laughs> it happened. five facepalm emojis god damn it pop stew 12 facepalm emojis and that was my review of love thy neighbor where should we start with this carl
1: let's <laughs> start in the beginning okay starting the beginning yes well you get sex <laughs> they're just in the shower yep I'm like okay
0: yep start with the sex scene you know they're them in the shower you know like like the 112 anywhere video yes yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: so then you know they're talking about it. clearly they're a happily married couple mm-hmm. you know never lost that spark Amongst them, you know, amongst each other, which is beautiful, which is a beautiful thing. Right. So, uh, next thing you know, new neighbor moves in. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, oh, you know, just moved in. I'm from New York. This, that, and the third. Let's become friends. Mm
0: -hmm. And they do. Yep.
1: And next scene, they're having a grand old time. you know if I don't even remember the guy's name, I don't remember any of the characters' names.
0: that's okay. I don't either. It doesn't matter.
1: There's only one name I remember mhm Vanessa Vanessa Vanessa,
0: Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa, Vanessa. Yeah. So apparently, um, um, the husband and wife and this 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 uh, this woman, this white woman who moves in next door, is is just thirsting, just lusting over over this woman's husband, right? Yeah. And and her apparently, um, you know what's funny? Fast forwarding, there's a scene where the husband is attacked by, tied up into a chair by this by these thugs, these uh, these gangsters. And what does he shout in the same tone of voice?
1: Vanessa,
2: Vanessa, Vanessa.
0: <laughs> as he's bloodied and tied to a chair. Oh, but 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 you know, but you know, we're jumping ahead a bit. So we
1: did because because they show the thugs, they they show they're the th- having a dispute amongst themselves, and we're just sitting there watching. Like, what does this have to do with the movie? Yes, in th- the great in the William Shake the only thing I can think of was the name of a William Shakespeare play. Much Ado About Nothing. Exactly. Yeah, like these, we, the, you have like, you have these thugs
0: that have like this sort of like meeting, which looks like uh, uh, the backstage of some, you know, some community center. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, and then, okay, like the, the the acting in the acting in this scene is quite interesting because you have all the, the, these, these thugnificent, thugs these thugnificent gangsters right one of them is kind of like wiling out you know he's all like he's all dropping n-bombs left and right and then you have like the like the the gang leader who's like this big bald bearded rick ross looking dude who talks like this he's like sit your ass down i'm trying to sound imposing by dropping my voice down an octave (laughs) damaging my vocal cords and it's like, yo, this dude is trying way too hard for this movie. Like, what is he getting paid in? He's getting paid in like a bag of Tositos chips. Like, what is this? I like Tostitos. <laughs> he, he's getting paid in a bag of Tositos and some warm and some warm Miller High Life. Come on, man. That ain't no way to pay your actors. But uh But yeah. But yeah, the, the, so these thugs, they disappear for like about an hour and change. It's- we don't see them at all until like until later on when these thugs appear at his at, at the husband's mama's house, and apparently the mom is completely unsurprised because he's like, "Oh, these are your friends, yeah, uh, yeah, whatever." Um, okay, a- a- and and then like yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna fast forward because this this movie is mostly boring, but the last fifteen minutes hits the gas pedal on the crazy. So get this. So apparently. I don't know what happened, but apparently, like the the husband, the the husband was tempted by the the white thirst trap living next door. She's all like, she's like, uh, 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 you know, what I'm saying, you know, <laughs> nobody, nobody has to know, uh and 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 then the husband that husband's like trying to fight temptation or whatever and so like when he comes so apparently like the 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 the, the thirst trap calls her calls him over to her house to fix something and you know how it always goes when you when you call over to fix something you trying to fix mm-hmm, something something you know what i'm saying so like so like after after that encounter he goes back home to his wife his wife tells him that 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 they're pregnant she's pregnant and it's like yay but then later but then somewhere apparently she finds out that she has AIDS or HIV <laughs> yeah okay
1: like HIV got mixed into his bag because apparently he has he's um uh was it not anemic but uh, he has sickle cells thank you yeah. thank you
0: yeah so so there was a random scene where the dude the dude fainted and it turns out that he has sickle cells
1: if you fa- a dude that size if you faint there's gonna be a bang oh yeah there was no bang there was just He's there,
0: yeah, yeah. Just like a, like a soft pillow, and so, and so like so the woman, you know, like like he he she somehow finds out that he that she has HIV, and so she's so pissed off at her husband because I guess like she found out that found out that the husband allegedly was sleeping with the white thirst trap lives next door, so this is where we see the thug, the 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 thug-nificent gangsters come back. They tie up the husband to a chair. They they they've assaulted him. He's all bloodied and whatnot. And then who shows up in thug-nificent form? Who sort of like who sort of reveals their thug essence? Vanessa!
1: Vanessa! Vanessa!
0: Vanessa. Yes, yes. Vanessa herself shows up and she's like straight up hood. Like, she drops her respectable, like, well-to-do act, and she becomes hood just like that, right? A whole gimmick change. It's like Mick Foley going from Mankind to Cactus Jack to Dude Love, okay? So First she, of all,
1: when he did that, that was genius.
0: That was, that was, absolutely. And so not only does she become a thug, right, but she starts speaking in the cadence <laughs> of a thug. Mind you, she's a lawyer. She's a, a lawyer. So she goes from lawyer to hood, this is the weirdest transformation of She-Hulk I've ever seen, by the way. <laughs> okay? So, so, like... So, lawyer by day, thug by night. Who knew? So, apparently, she's so mad at the husband because the husband allegedly gave her HIV that she shoots the husband at point-blank range. Put a pin in that for us. Put a pin in that later. And so, and so, like, fast forward, she finds out from the doctor that apparently... Uh, some mix up there was a mix up so the husband got HIV from a blood transfusion for one of his sickle cell treatments so he wasn't sleeping around with the with with, with the white thirst trap however we see a scene briefly where apparently
1: her mother is walking out of the bedroom with the the husband husband behind behind her Victor you got Roberto Love thy neighbor on Tubi. Love thy neighbor on Tubi. But here's what I think. In the beginning, mm-hmm. when the the thirst trap shows up, he goes, and then he she's in the refrigerator. Yeah. And then the husband grabs her. Yep. I'm like, and all of a sudden he's like, he's confused mm-hmm. that it's not her, he's not the wife, she's not the wife.
0: Right. But
1: here's the thing. (laughs) Yes, Brian. What the F is right? Yeah. You got to watch this. Mm -hmm. For the wrong reasons. You'll love it for the wrong reasons. Yes. So, but here's my thing.
0: Yeah.
1: And I I saw this scene a couple of times. Okay. First of all, how do you not know that's not your wife when the thirst trap has long hair? Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Different. Different size ass.
0: Yep, different body shape and all. Yep.
1: But then when he's doing the Vanessa, Vanessa, she's right there as he's walking. You can see Vanessa walking right out. hmm Yeah. Like, that caught my eye. I was just like, oh, this is bad.
0: Yeah. This
1: is sh- like, here's the thing. I was going to say Sharknado bad, but Sharknado has allegiance of fans because it's supposed to be bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Sharknado has had a internal logic that actually made more sense in this movie okay so and that's a good point and so and so apparently it, plot twist apparently like the husband was 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 banging the mom so that's why he's literally that's why i call him a literal motherfucker tell me why this movie has the audacity to give us a post credit post credit st- scene. scene where we see a picture of the husband's hand but Mind you, he was shot in the head at point blank range. This is it. We see a bloody close-up of his bloody hand twitching, Just twitching, slowly forming into a fist, like he's about to get revenge on those murderedly urderers
1: <laughs> Brian, it's called "Love Thy Na- Love Thy Neighbor on Tubi.
0: Yes, yes, Brian. Uh, if you have Tubi, take the time to watch this janky ass Tubi movie called "Love Thy Neighbor."
1: <laughs> Damn it. I want you and Dina to watch it together, and come up with a. As a matter of fact, you know what? Hold on,
0: I, I'm pretty sure I've there's a sequel to Love Thy Neighbor on Tubi. I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna look this up because I I, I could have sworn maybe my mom maybe my eyes, eyes are playing tricks. me. Love Thy
1: Neighbor Universe. maybe she beats up with
0: Love Thy Neighbor. the
1: husband meets up with the okay (laughs) who knows maybe the psychic wasn't really dead
0: (laughs) oh my god (laughs) okay so uh, I don't think think there's a sequel okay alright I I think my mind was playing tricks maybe there was like there was a bunch of movies called Love Thy Neighbor but we're starting a project called the Revengers Initiative (laughs)
1: justice oh Dina seen it
0: oh my god Dina seen it the Love Thy Neighbor universe. Oh, you
1: have to watch it. You, Brian, you have to watch it. I mean... <laughs> it's War acting. <Rack. laughs> War Rack? You never heard of War Rack?
0: I've never heard of War Rack.
1: Oh, I gotta put you on.
0: Is that a Tubi movie? No, 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 no. What What is this War Rack? I'm curious. <laughs> War Rack
1: is these bunch of kids who just jump off something and and rap Oh wait, wait. I've seen I think you
0: showed me that actually. It was like a bunch of like white boys, right? Yeah. And they're just rapping nonsense. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Dude,
1: yeah. and the the lead guy just always has to like jump up, jump off something, holds his phone which I'm pretty 100% sure has a cracked screen. Yeah. And <laughs> just starts rapping and stuff and I'm just mm. and, but that's what that's what Rhode Island hip hop is known for. That, that. We have so many good artists, but that's what we're known for. But, yeah, that's R- Warack acting. That's a goddamn That's shame. the best analogy. That's a goddamn shame. If it does. The Sam Jackson show it wants to talk about Love Thy Neighbor initiative. <laughs> let,
0: let me talk to you about the Love Thy Neighbor initiative. I mean.
1: <sighs> does he look like a <laughs> The club scene. Wait. No, remember the club scene? In... Yes. Wait. How awful was that? Okay, the the-, the, the the tall Barbie doll looking shit who looked little like plastic. Yes, yeah. Empty club, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like five people in there. Oh yeah. Two of them, including the bartenders, and mm-hmm. the bartenders was <laughs> dancing. Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah. For, okay. First of all, what? Tell me
0: t- in that. Tell me like, why that that that. that Tell me why he was. What hit- in the name of Alex
1: Wright was I watching? Exactly. Thank
0: you. He, why was he doing the Alex Wright shuffle? Why?
2: <laughs>
0: and, 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 okay. And, okay oh, I, oh, I almost forgot. There was another character in the film, right? Okay. So you have, like, the, the, the white thirst trap who's, like, lusting after the husband, right? So apparently she has an, her ex wife mm-hmm. who comes out of the woodwork, and apparently, like, she looks all cracked out and whatnot. And was and apparently, like, uh, like, do they get back together at all?
1: You know, I don't know. And oh man, just this movie was just all over the place. And then the undeserving plot twist was: it turns out that the white thirst trap was Vanessa's one time she kissed a girl, right. Oh, oh
0: yeah, yeah. That's right. Because she was all, because she was, she was. Even though, like the way she reacted, like, oh, you were married, you had a wife. Uh, uh, uh because she still lives in an eighties, I guess. But, but and then there was like one scene where, like, apparently, like after after Vanessa kills her husband, like she goes to the club, the club that only that has like five people on its best day, with the bartender included and a waitress included, and like, apparently, like she she goes up to like the white thrift trap and are cracked out. Cracked out ex-wife or whatever, and she hands her like an envelope full of money. But what does
1: that scene? What does it have to do with anything? Like, were were they in on it? Were they in on it the whole time? Yes, that's what they were trying to indicate that they were. It it was all a scheme. Okay, so this film is terribly written
0: because there was nothing that that I saw in that film that set that up. Because I was sitting there racking my brain trying to justify this badass writing.
1: When they finally when. The restaurant scene right? with Vanessa and her mother found out that they was. The best acting I've ever seen on a Tubi movie uh-huh. was a movie that B-Rob was in and he played a cop. He was in a conference room and he just said, good morning.
0: That was it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's, that's that's you started this.
1: We finished it. <laughs> All Brian, of- watch Velocipasta. Yes. I want you to watch, I want you to watch both of these movies. As a matter of fact, Brian, you still listening? Are you still listening? Give me let me know in the let me know in the comments.
0: I actually I, I will say this. If Brian is listening, between Love Thy Neighbor and the Velocipasta, if you can if if you can only watch one Tubi movie, no. just watch the Velocipasta.
1: No, no, no. Okay, wait. I want you to watch both. And see which one gets burial of the week. <laughs> I, the Velocipastor and Love Thy Neighbor. Watch both and see which one gets burial of the week.
0: See, Velocipastor gave us the gift.
1: Yes. Of Franklin, Franklin Tavarius
0: Mermaid. That's right. Why is his name Frankie Mermaid? I won't spoil it. You'll find out if you watch the movie. <laughs> do
1: it. Oh my. No, Brian, do it.
0: Yes. Do
1: it, Shia LaBeouf.
2: Do it. <laughs>
0: so, uh, so Roberto yeah.
1: too.
2: <laughs>
0: just... Oh my God. So yeah, Pops do Uh, yeah, yeah. No, thank you for for recommending. <laughs> thank you.
1: This is a, that. Do you know what? Love thy neighbor. This is this was a Codex funny moment. I'm just
0: I'm just the post credit scene. <laughs>
1: I'm. I'm,
0: I'm <laughs> he gets shot in the head. And then he still, like, forms a fist like he's about to extract revenge at some point.
1: That's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah, that happened. (sighs) And doesn't the main cat, doesn't the husband look like Biggie?
0: See, I didn't even think, I didn't even think he looked like a biggie. Oh, he did. I think he looked like the actor who played Biggie in Notorious.
1: No, not Biggie. I'm talking about the WWE wrestler Big E. Kinda, you know what?
0: Kinda. He could have played his dad or his older cousin.
1: <laughs> I could, I could kind of see that. Oh man, Brian, Brian said he said he's a, it's a deal. He's gonna do it. Okay. My <laughs> head
0: and uh incidentally uh love thy neighbor is also available on peacock
1: no it's not
0: it, it is i i just i just checked the real good app and there it there it was so uh yeah uh but then again so was so was the velocipaster incidentally are you serious yeah yeah so yeah um uh so yeah pop stew <laughs> It is. So yeah, um, I, I would I would recommend uh, for those of you watching the uh, uh, our our Facebook live feed. I'd recommend watching any of the movies in this here pile in the middle of the screen. Watch those then, two
1: movies if you guys need a good laugh.
0: But man,
1: I avoid Tubi like
0: COVID. But I'm doing it. And and here's the thing: like Tubi has a lot of legitimately good movies. They do.
1: They do. So men. Is not to, and I love that movie. I know you do. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, man. But, yeah. So, so yeah. That, that was our review of Love Thy Neighbor. <laughs> Listen, I know it's hard to make movies. People got to start somewhere. But, damn it. Pop Stew, you ain't. Y- 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 y'all wrong for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that. Y'all wrong for that. And, uh. And I'll, I'll find it in my hearts to forgive you, forgive y'all. Oh, you will. <laughs> we, we love we love our we love our buffalo variants. We do, we do, we do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that was our review of "Love Thy Neighbor." And um, let's see, looking at the looking at the time here, uh, Carl. Uh, got some
1: que- I got some questions for you. So this was a concept that I came up with um, as I was uh, watching "Comic Book Men." Okay, because you know they have they have it. A- Ten, they have a tendency to kind of just ask each other like some very, you know, various hypothetical questions, and then they kind of just go all over the place with them. Okay. So I started to watch it, and I was then I just started thinking about questions for Vic. Okay. So I texted him. I was like, "Yo, think of some questions for me too." All right. So, who would be your dream podcast guest?
0: Ooh, <clears throat> my dream podcast guests man if if we could get anybody on on the show um man i i would i would love to get like say some filmmakers on here like Barry Jenkins Spike Lee uh Ava DuVernay if we ever if we ever got like Martin Scorsese on the on the show that'd be awesome <laughs> um yeah basically any, any cool any cool filmmaker uh would would be would be dope to have
1: okay now i know you had a short list for me
0: yeah yeah i was i was going to say like um like for like one question i had for you was uh let's see uh what would you do if you ran into an army of your
1: variants <laughs> oh shit <laughs> ooh um if he needs more suggestions let us know (laughs) oh dude if if we if I ran into an army of my variants that's a good one I don't know I'll try to be the leader of the bunch and try to take over the world (laughs) who the fuck it's
0: like King of the Conqueror like there's a Carl Timely
2: yeah yeah
1: Yeah. All right. Pitch me a Star Wars story.
0: A Star Wars story. Okay. Pitch you a Star Wars story?
2: Hmm. Okay. Hmm.
0: Let me think. Let me think of something.
1: Luke finds a woman. They get married. And then a thirst trap. (laughs) From the next galaxy over from the next planet over. <laughs> tries to
0: come. Oh my god, Love Thy Neighbor, Star Wars edition. <laughs> uh, I'll say like uh, uh an ex stormtrooper uh comes home and uh he tries to you know he tries to find his uh, tries to find his uh his long lost family.
1: You know a simple premise like that?
0: Yep. It's like like some some like something that could take place like years after years after like the original trilogy or even sequel trilogy. So like mm-hmm. you have a he's an ex-stormtrooper, he's old, he's like an older older gentleman and uh he's 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 been trying for years to reconnect with his family because he was kept he was kidnapped, he was conscripted into the empire, but then it's been decades since the empire had its heyday. And he's trying to find his family but
1: the empire, the new leaders of the empire he he was a wise stormtrooper, mm-hmm. one who actually makes his shots
0: yes, he was a good <laughs> shot
1: <laughs> they try to lure him back
0: yeah, they try to lure him back
1: yeah that that's can, a, that's an interesting premise yeah not bad. what would be your well no it's your turn okay um <clears throat> uh what would your
0: first order of business be? If you became king of Wakanda,
1: fix my damn credit. <laughs> <laughs> S- S- Vibranium stocks, right? <laughs> Listen, nah, yeah, like I think um, I probably would have followed Nakia's uh, line of business and share our, like, share our resources with those in need mm-hmm. without
0: force. Okay. Interesting, yeah. Kind of like, kind of like a killmonger, except all the, all the killing that you do, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, what is your holy grail of films? Ooh,
0: holy grail of films. That's Just, that's a tough one. Like
1: <clears throat> Lawrence of Arabia on laserdisc. <laughs>
0: <laughs> laser disc Oh man, I'll say it looks phenomenal in four K. <laughs> it absolutely does. Uh, man um holy grail of films uh I'm paying off my student loans because if, if i'm the king of wakanda yeah, yeah same uh holy grail if i had to like maybe like a trifecta of like of of, of, of good of like great films it's I'll, the rock i saw you did yeah <laughs> i'll put like do the right thing on there uh I'll put uh, Rear Window, Alfred Hitchcock, and, hmm, dang, what would, what would be in there? Uh,
1: but don't you have to do the right thing?
0: I do. Like, holy grail, like, what do you mean? Like, like, like you're a collector. Yeah.
1: Like I say, like, my holy grail for comics would be Amazing Fantasy, number 15, first appearance of Spider-Man, signed and graded by Steve Ditko, and- stanley oh okay never gonna ha- well, yeah never happened because
0: oh like that one that one like rare thing that, that i think yeah oh i would lo- if it ever comes out i would love to 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 have the abyss in 4k hell on blu-ray i'll take it on blu-ray because it's not even on blu-ray it's james cameron's film the abyss mm-hmm. still on dvd never never made a blu-ray appearance Never never appeared on four K. Same thing but true lies actually. Really? Yeah. Just stayed on DVD. Like if those films ever came out in four K, like those are the holy grails. I would get those.
1: Three Ninjas kick back. <laughs> <laughs> that's like not available anywhere.
0: That's fine. Yeah, that's that's totally fine.
1: <laughs> they were fun for a time. Okay. Uh your turn.
0: All right. Um <clears throat> let's see. Pitch me a romantic comedy uh, involving,
1: hmm, <laughs> I hate you already, I hate that one.
0: Pitch me a romantic comedy, which stars, which, which features Eddie Brock and the symbiote.
1: A romantic comedy? Yeah. Oh, a symbiote that identifies with... A female that identifies as a female, but actually got to know Eddie Brock on a deep, on a deeper and personal level, Mm kind of like that movie with um, Joaquin Phoenix. Her.
0: Yeah. Her. Yep.
1: So, but here's the thing: Eddie Brock is already involved with someone, Mm -hmm. so he's torn between the two. Okay. Mm, Okay, I like that.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, what you got? And
1: it's just play a hater's ball like snapping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's your underrated MCU character?
0: Uh, underrated MCU character. Oh man. Um, definitely not Iron Fist because he's trash and he's whack. Um, and nobody likes him.
1: God, leave that man alone.
0: Um, his old man called him stupid and he's like so I love my baby mother I'll never let her go anyway
1: you can hold a grudge <laughs> you
0: can hold a grudge uh so yeah um underrated MCU character um Man, hmm. yeah, that's, that's actually a good one if I had to, if I had to pick just one, you know what? I'll actually go with Nakia from Black Panther because we didn't see too much of her. And we saw a little bit more of her in Wakanda Forever, but I think with a character like her, with her background, I, th- I think I think they could have done more.
1: I get it. I get it. I go Heimdall, but
0: oh, Heimdall, That's a good choice too. Heimdall was
1: badass in <laughs> um, Thor Ragnarok.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely could have done more, especially with Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Hit uh, me. All right. Um, let's see.
1: <laughs> Your laugh scare me at times.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. All right. All right. You're. All right. You're. Um alright you're you're a hollywood you're a hollywood producer mm-hmm. and you've been greenlit a budget of 10 million dollars but on the condition that you can you can make a you have to make a sequel for one of these two movies and you can't make anything else would you make a sequel to baps <laughs> or a sequel to white chicks
1: oh definitely white chicks i hate you <laughs> it would be white chicks no because the um I forgot her name, but the the actress who co-starred Halle Berry. Oh yeah, she uh, passed away. Yeah, and you just can't do it. Can't do it without. You, you would need the original. So,
0: I'm pretty sure you could do some some creative recasting. Nope. Nope. But yeah,
1: white chicks. You because they're FBI they're FBI agents, so they can go on other cases.
0: I hate you. <laughs> white chicks
1: making my way downtown <laughs> okay.
0: white chicks is awful <laughs> it is an awful movie it is an embarrassment
1: oh, God, I a... <laughs> okay jedi or sith
0: mm. um see that i would be a jedi But I think there could be a little more nuance. Like, I I won't go full Sith, like, full evil, no. But, like, uh, I think the Jedi-Sith binary is too restrictive. So I'll go Jedi with, like, some shades of gray. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see, oh okay <laughs> all right um all right uh so like so you you're in charge you're you're in charge of an m c u project okay um however it's between one you you have to green light one of these two projects mm-hmm. nothing else would you green light a would you agree like a uh, a sequel series to Inhumans or a sequel series to Iron Fist or a new season of Iron Fist with the same actor Finn Jones? Nothing Finn changes. Jones, nothing yeah.
1: changes. Yeah, I do Iron Fist. I would do Iron Fist.
0: And it's 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 it's, it's, it's going to be whack. It's going to be trash.
1: No, a, so Iron Fist was progressing. It, it it was it was progressing little by little, and then Jedi that gets seduced by the dark side. Hmm.
2: Maybe. That's
0: see, yeah, yeah. See, like uh, Iron Iron Fist, like there's there's no redemption there to the kung fu hipster man.
1: There. There is there there was one story too that I would base it upon. I forgot the name of it, cause I know I was looking. I was leaning towards. I was leaning towards getting it, but it made Iron Fist look really badass, and I just can't think of it. I would base it upon that. I would base it upon that one. Uh, I would be. I that would be my source material. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's still gonna watch it though, but that's cool. No, you won't okay first thing you would do with jedi powers
0: i'll tell you what i do the first thing i would do with jedi powers two chicks at the same time
1: man doing what (laughs)
0: Uh, that was was an office space joke uh no (laughs) seriously uh first thing i would do with uh jedi powers um (laughs) that movie had a dope ass soundtrack too. (laughs) it did a
1: lot of ghetto boys
0: Yup. Um, man, the first thing I would do with uh Jedi powers is I would,
1: hmm. Hey, Uncle James. <laughs>
2: hmm.
0: <laughs> man, I would use a Jedi mind trick on someone just to see how it would work. Um, like, uh, like maybe like, what if I go to a bank and be like, you will give me $5,000. I will give you $5,000. And it's just walk out of the bank. Yeah.
1: I I probably, I'd probably be able to put that together. <laughs> um, me, I'll fix my damn, credit. <laughs> you fix your credit. 800 credit score. <laughs>
0: 800 credit score. <laughs> hey, that's... Hey. Oh, you, you, I'm sensing a theme here, Carl. That <laughs> <laughs>
1: credit. Listen, I was 18, and they get you with that fresh credit and the credit card. And you just, the first thing you want to do is just ball out on everybody. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's understandable. All right. Um. Let me see. If you could go back in time and attend a landmark wrestling event, what event would it be? Oh
2: man.
0: If I could go back in time, I
1: would attend WrestleMania 17. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. the best one. Yeah,
0: the greatest WrestleMania of all time.
1: It, it, it still is. Man,
0: yeah. to be able to see like Austin and Rock live, man, that would have been that would have been amazing. Yeah.
1: I I at least go back to twenty five because and sit front row for Take versus Sean. Oh yeah, my all time favorite match. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. All right.
0: Hmm. Your turn. All right.
1: I'm starting to feel like you hate these because of my answers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, let's see. Yeah, at this point, I'm just improvising. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. All right. Um, okay. So. Okay, so you're you're the head. You're the head of a wrestling company, right? Mm-hmm. And you're and you're in a position to book your next world's heavyweight champion, the new face of your company for months or perhaps years to come. However, you have to book one of these two people to be your next world heavyweight champion. Okay,
1: Marco or Peter Avalon, <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm,
0: Tyrus, oh god, or. Oh man! Remember, world's heavyweight champion.
1: I don't think you can get any worse than that. (laughs) I can't get past. (laughs) You can't. You can't get any worse than that.
0: Uh, oh my God. Um, okay. Who would you book as a world champion? Um,
1: goddamn.
0: I really stumped myself with this one. you, you did.
1: You said Tyrus. I'm like, you ain't getting no worse than that. Odds are, it's going to be the latter.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say either Tyrus or Nia Jax. As oh, a you already know champion.
1: I'm going with Nia. She already Nia. She already got more star power than Tyrus. Yeah, and she's terrible. She's better than Tyrus. <sighs> Barely.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, can't get of, you can't get worse in time. Damn. He
1: peaked when somebody called his mama.
0: Yeah. He he really did.
1: <laughs> oh shit. What's a retro toy that you would buy back if you had the chance?
0: Mm. A retro toy. Oh man. Let's see. No, that's still around
1: today. That's still around today. I'm still around today. The meat figure from Rocky, from the Rocky action figures. <laughs> I caught that episode and I was like, "Yo, they really did like make a figure of just the meat."
0: Yeah, I, I saw that. Um, a retro toy from like from way back that I would bring back today. Uh, I'd say I'd probably um, what the hell? I'll bring back a Bop It. Remember those? Yeah, but you can buy those anytime. Did, did he still make those? Yeah, really? Mm. I, th- I thought that was just a relic of the '90s. Nope.
1: Okay. Well, nope. all right. You can buy. You can buy those. Okay. Uh, Teddy Ruxpin. They
0: could probably do a Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah.
1: I don't want Teddy Ruxpin. I want Ted. <laughs>
0: we have Ted at home. <laughs>
1: I don't know. A, they still make Slinkies? Yeah. You can buy You can, like... You don't even have to, like, pay for those. You just go to, an, go to a Dave and & Buster's and win one.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Um, I don't know. But ColecoVision? Don't know. <laughs>
1: okay. that <laughs> the, See, that one would be fair. Yeah. Crossfire. Oh, yeah. I remember Crossfire. Here's the thing. That was a mediocre, like, toy and game. It was. But the production for the commercial...
0: Oh, yeah. That
1: shit was... A- Yo, those... Crossfire. Crossfire.
0: Oh, yeah. Damn, that, that, that just... And then the kid at the end,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, those commercials made any janky toy look like Yo, the they have. did. <laughs> then you brought it home, it's like, oh, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Power of marketing, baby.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, all
0: right. Um, all right. Okay.
1: Karate Fighters. Yep, Those commercials was fire. Oh yeah. I
2: mean, and all
1: different. it was it was just some dude on one leg just.
0: hmm Yep. <laughs> oh man.
1: Uh hmm. I see the evil in your eyes with this one. <laughs> I'm scared, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Let me think. Let me think on this one. Would you uh Hmm. What would you rather see as a live stage play version of? A live stage version of The Strange Thing About the Johnsons? <laughs> Or Cannibal Holocaust, a live stage adaptation of either movie.
1: Oh, oh, you know what? That's easy. Strange thing about the Johnsons is only a half hour.
0: Oh no! But oh, they're both they're both stretched to two hours.
1: How can you stretch that movie to two hours? I mean, You're <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs>
0: Come see the Father's Day event of the year with the strange thing about the Johnsons live at the Providence Performing Arts Center.
1: <laughs> oh God. And then since this is be on the stage, I probably would go cannibal Holocaust because it will not be real.
0: Yeah. Like they'd have
1: to go all out with those effects. Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably be more impressive. Mm. I'd probably be impressed with how they have to like fake that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that'll be that'd be quite quite the sight to see. It would
1: be. Yeah. Okay. My last one. Yeah. What film director would you take on as a mentor?
0: Ooh. Oh man. As a mentor. Oh man. I feel like I can learn a lot from Spike Lee. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely definitely Spike Lee. Yeah, can't wait to see his next film, whatever that is.
1: That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's my last one. All right. Cool. All right. Oh, one more for you? Yeah, let me. Yeah. End it, uh, I'm afraid to end it <laughs> off with you, but go ahead. All right. Um, you already said Tyrus. I'm done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, see hmm let's see what what what, what would it what would it be um hmm <laughs> yeah i'm thinking thinking
1: thinking thinking
0: <laughs> okay so uh so you're in charge of the m c u And you're told that as a mandate, you have to kill off forever one of these characters and you can never bring them back. Okay. Despite the multiverse, you cannot bring them back. All right. (sighs) Hmm. Would you. uh, Let's see. Thinking. Thinking. Thinking some more.
1: Permanently kill them off.
0: Yeah. Would you kill off Shuri or Shang-Chi?
1: That's a, of a question. Um, oh, man. That's a good one. That's a good one because I like them both. And I'm very excited to see what they bring, like what they bring to the table. Mm. And you can never bring them back. Never bring them back. It would probably be, Probably be Shang-Chi.
0: Mm. You would get rid of Shang-Chi? I feel... Yeah,
1: because I feel like Shuri... Shuri has already proven that she has more to offer. Mm-hmm. Where Shang-Chi just hasn't got there yet. Like, he just got in there, so we're not really quite attached to him too much. Mm-hmm. I don't... Like, as much as I do love the character and how they... You know, his mu- his movie was great. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I have more of a relationship with Shuri. Okay. So I already know, like, she can offer more. Okay. I Where, guess. as of right now, Shang-Chi, until they've uncovered what's going on with the rings. Yeah. He's muscle. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay, good. Ask me that in about five years, and let's see if my, my answer changes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
0: Right on, right on. Well, All right, okay. yeah, yeah. I got some some interesting questions. This is a fun episode. Yeah, yeah. This was this was lots like
1: to catch up on and uh, a nice movie review. <laughs> yep, <laughs> some interesting questions. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, let us know what y'all think. Uh, email us uh, codexprimepodcast at gmail dot com. Um, I haven't checked that in the inbox in so long. Me neither. So uh, if, you, if you sent questions a while ago And if we haven't answered them Well, we apologize for that But uh, yeah, feel free to, as always com- Leave comments on our show We're here every Tuesday Around 8pm-ish Eastern Standard Time um, uh, Go out, get out there And watch some good movies don't, don't, there, are, there are good movies on Tubi Watch the good, legitimate movies on Tubi Don't watch Love Thy Neighbor Please, okay?
1: No, Brian, watch it
0: There, there, there are a lot of good Brian. movies out there but uh, yeah, uh, find us everywhere. Uh, we're on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, wherever you can find po- your your favorite podcasts, we're there. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast as well, so check us out there and uh yeah carl what else you got
1: uh this friday i will be spinning alongside DJ EA sports at uh the path which is on uh 820 king Philip street in fall river mm-hmm. so you can catch me out catch me out there today uh on friday and then there'll be also a uh massachusetts fleet dj meet and greet uh the following night on saturday night yep. um one, I won't be able to make it to, but still, you know, support Mass Fleet. You know, they got a lot of good things. Go- we got a lot of good things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said you can catch me on a uh, record radio every week, uh, and, and, and on my Mix Cloud as well. Um, yeah I, think that, yeah, I think that's that's about it. What I got going on, right? As of right now, and then for the next few weeks, I think I got some private i got some private events coming
0: up right on right on awesome yeah and uh yeah and as for me um yep still still uh putting together uh my podcast project uh do the film thing uh, which will launch on january 7th of 2024 so yeah uh be on the lookout for that more updates will come on my instagram uh page so be, be sure to be on the lookout for that uh yeah so yeah that wraps it up for for this week's episode of the podcast once again uh early happy thanksgiving to all of our listeners and viewers thank you all so much for watching our show listening to us uh tune in next week we're going to bring more more nerdy goodness and, and magic as we do um yeah uh no two B movies included uh, also, no be movies will be included on my on my films I watched in twenty twenty three list. So you so you will not see. I
1: mean, technically they are movies, so they kind of do. They do count.
0: You will not see the psychic or Love Thy Neighbor on my reputable list of movies I've watched this year.
1: Unless you're like three movies short, and you're like
0: fuck. Uh. Okay, then and only then, so I can like inflate my numbers. But
1: why <laughs> well just do it? Inflate them now.
0: Out of respect for cinema, I cannot yeah, sully. Can. Yeah, I can. cannot sully my list. I might as well put White Chicks on there. But... Um, you seen it. I've never seen White Chicks. <laughs> counts. And I never will because I have taste. But anyway, uh, thank y'all for watching and listening. Uh, as always, uh, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds.
2: Later. <laughs>